Listener Production. Mixed results for Northern Hemisphere share markets overnight as investors inch towards the key event of the week. And Aussie shares expected to open lower on Wednesday ahead of key earnings from Woolworths. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Wednesday the 23rd of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Let's get down to tin tax Markets uh, overnight struggling to make meaningful headway. It's really just noise, isn't it, ahead of the Jackson Hole outcome? Absolutely. We saw stock indexes broadly slip on Tuesday. We have seen momentum from the previous session fizzle out there, Tom, and investors remain cautious with the 10-year US Treasury yield notching highs this week, not seen since November 2007. And as you mentioned, We've got US Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's key speech later this week. Indeed, we'll get to that in a moment. But in terms of the movements overnight, we had the Dow Jones down by a half of 1%, the S&P 500 down by about a third of a percent, the NASDAQ just in positive territory, actually, a small recovery towards the end with a gain of 0.1%. Bond yields, as you uh, point out, Ryan, and navigating recent generational highs, I suppose. A 10-year, however, down two basis points to 4.32%. I think it was 4.33, actually. And a two-year up by four basis points to 5.04%. So not much move on the day, but they're at elevated levels. Are you expecting much from Jackson Hole? I'll be honest. These things can often be a bit of a fizzer. Well, certainly they could be, but there's going to be a lot of focus on the commentary from Fed Chair Powell. Of course there is. Okay, let's let's just cut to the chase. What would it take for your ears to prick up? And how are they going to depart from the mantra of what they've been saying forever under these circumstances? It's the messaging that requires discipline. I just see, you know, the the prospect of someone going off piste as being pretty limited. Well, there'll be two key questions for markets, Tom, out of this discussion later this week. How high will US interest rates go? How long will they stay there? Precisely. But these questions are probably unlikely to be answered at Jackson Hole. With a tidal structural shifts in the global economy, it couldn't be more different to (laughs) 2022. We've seen inflation come down sharply and a soft landing is now the consensus prediction. So we didn't hear from Thomas Barkin overnight and he is a speaker from the Richmond Federal Reserve, and he has voiced some concerns about a re-acceleration scenario for the US economy. So there is some noise out of the officials at the moment about the fact that US retail sales last week were stronger than expected in July, and consumer confidence has been rising, and that re-acceleration scenario has come onto the table in a way that wasn't really there three or four months ago. Barkin said in an interview with Reuters. So if this occurs, then inflation stays high and the economy strengthens. So Indeed. the Fed's got more work to do. Indeed. And I think, you know, what's fascinating when you get to intersections like this in the market is like the divergence and the noise and then having to really peer into things to try and get a sense of what's going to happen in the next six to nine months. So just by example, last night, Dick's Sporting Goods, they are a big retailer in, in the US. This stock Ryan, fell 24% on disappointing numbers. There was a bunch of things that uh, weren't up to snuff. Uh, one of the things that they pointed out is that theft is becoming a real problem. Um, so that was interesting in itself. But then Macy's, another retailer, that stock was down 14% last night on a disappointing outcome as well. 
They warned about delinquencies in their credit portfolio and also spoke about the prospect of consumer weakness. So, you know, whilst we did have solid retail sales uh, last week, that was one of the embers that sort of flamed up about the strength of the US consumer. There's headwinds as well, which probably aren't getting talked about as much at the moment. Absolutely. And we also heard from Lowe's, who had a different view. So Lowe's came out and said that consumer sentiment was improving after it topped Wall Street estimates for quarterly profit and comparable sales as sustained spending on smaller projects counted a broader lull in the home improvement sector. So they're seeing a pickup in DIY type affairs or building, which uh, which you're very fond of, Tom, up there in the Blue Mountains. It's less fond. It's more a matter of what you do for the sake of a relationship when you love someone. Well, that's true. And we did see <laughs> Nike shares drop for a ninth straight session, down 1.4%, a record streak of losses as concerns over China's sluggish consumer recovery builds and elevated merchandise stockpiles continue to weigh on profitability across the activewear industry. So I think what we're seeing here is different results depending yeah. on the consumer. And it's worth noting that Macy's, obviously a retailer like Target and Tapestry, has seen a drop in demand from middle-income customers as they cut back and spending on apparel and handbags amid elevated inflation and borrowing costs. I think that's a really good point. So the, it's so stratified, the uh, the landscape when it comes to the consumer. You, know, you, you walk down the road, Ryan, like five minutes away from where we are, and there'll be queues for you know Louis Vuitton and Gucci. I mean, honestly, who does that? Why would you do that? Life is short. I'm not queuing. You're not queuing? Not a fan of it? You're not a queuer, are you? No, don't have the patience. I, the day but... I see you in one of those queues, mate, is one of when I recalibrate my expectations about the world. You'll unfollow me. <laughs> Getting back to Dick's Sporting Goods, though, clearly people are still keen to get their NBA Guernseys or jerseys and this and that, and if they can't afford them, they're just nicking them, Tom. <laughs> well, you know what? That nicking is a, a bit of a theme because yesterday, Cole's numbers, which were disappointing, that stock got bashed up in the market yesterday, down 7.5% on the day. Uh, in the last two weeks, it's only had one update in terms of its share price. They highlighted theft as well. It's tied up in theft and wage uh, wastage, but that measure was up 20%. And they actually highlighted theft as a bit of an issue. They're going to put in gates and stuff to stop people walking out the door with trolleys full of their stuff. A sad state of affairs, Tom, but we should get back to the US share market overnight. And there were some developments around the banking sector. So several regional and larger banks fell after S&P Global cut credit ratings and revised its outlook for multiple US banks on Monday, citing tough operating conditions. We saw the KBW Regional Bank Index slide 2.7%. The S&P 500 Banks Index shed over 2%. Shares of Key Corp and Comerica dropped 4.1% each, and bigger bank, JP Morgan Chase shares, fell by 2.4%. European shares last night probably stood out a little bit more uh, by virtue of their gains compared to Wall Street. In London, the market was up 0.2%, the French market up 06 and the German market up two-thirds of percent. German Bund yields are down slightly, not much, down two basis points for a two-year to 3.07. A 10-year was down by almost... Six basis points uh, to 2.6%. Probably doing well given the circumstances in Europe at the moment. Well, what we did see last night, Tom, was rate-sensitive shares of technology and real estate stocks up by 2% with that bond pause broadly around the world. 
We did see shares of Amsterdam-listed chip makers such as ASML up by 3.3% on optimism surrounding US-listed NVIDIA's quality results on Wednesday. So everyone's waiting with bated breath for the artificial intelligence-focused chip maker NVIDIA to release its results on Wednesday. Other standout thing overnight was UK FTSE 100 index was up by 0.2%. It ended its longest losing streak since July 2019. Indeed. So just quickly on NVIDIA, they're having risen by... 8% 8% yesterday, uh, the shares were down by about 3% this session. So that is going to be a big number tomorrow. I can't wait. So Ryan, let's turn our attention to the local picture today. There is a cavalcade of organizations reporting results today. There's more than 30 ASX listed companies reporting numbers. The futures are pointing to a decline of around 0.3%. SPY finished down by about 20 points. You know, what's interesting to me is that we have seen the ASX 200 pull back quite a bit since the early part of the month, or indeed uh, since the end of July. ASX 200 is down by about 5%. There hasn't been a catalyst in these numbers so far to encourage you terribly much. Would you agree? The results have been mixed to say the least, and I think the macro environment isn't helping the ASX mm. 200 at the moment. Certainly, the travails of the Chinese economy, and if you look at what's likely to happen today, we did see the iron ore price up a little bit overnight. It was up 0.3% to 106.77 US dollars a tonne. I would put it to you that had it not been for those uh, numbers on employment and wages last week that is at least putting a lid on bond yields that the local market would be doing it a little bit tougher at the moment. Well, that's true. Certainly expectations for rate hike on September the 5th have been paired back. In fact, expectations are for a pause. So that would have certainly that's helped supported the, the local market in particular. But getting back to the iron ore situation, molten ore output in China averaged a relatively high 2.5 million tonnes a day last week, and that's slightly more than the week before. So that was encouraging that steel mills may be improving ahead of an expected pickup of construction in September and October in China. And the other thing to note as well is we could see industrial metals-related companies improve today. We did see copper prices lift by 1% with aluminium up 1.5%. The latest copper consumption data in China shows that demand has surprisingly held up. Chinese apparent demand of refined copper grew by around 9% in the first half of this year even as the global market moved into surplus. So when you look at apparent demand, it's derived from indicators like major copper sectors like cable plants, power grids, and construction industries. So that's a positive sign. So we may see those industrial metals-related companies improve today. But the reality is, Brian, the arrow on that is pointing sideways. It's not pointing up or down necessarily. And this is, I suppose, the the broader point that I'm trying to make. Yesterday, we had BHP's uh, earnings numbers you know, uh, if you were being hard-nosed about it, they were disappointing. They came in below the market's expectations. So something to watch out for today in terms of the performance of the market will be uh, analysts uh, upgrading, downgrading. I don't think there'll be too much in the way of upgrading. Certainly the commentary, forward-looking statement it's yesterday from BHP, really um, at best neutral. If you were sort of putting a gun to your head and thinking where the risks lie, you would perhaps just be you know, keeping your powder dry at the moment. And this is the point that I'm trying to, um, you know, tease out around the momentum for the local market at the moment. It seems as though it's delicately poised. And what I would be probably be quite mindful of is the um, the lows around 7,000 that we saw in the latter part of June. 
For sure. And, and of course, the Aussie market's concentrated in resources and banks. And as we know, resources are under pressure at the moment on the back of what's going on in China. But also at the same time, as you mentioned yesterday, we saw BHP's profits down, the likelihood of its dividend payout ratio being reduced or cut. And that's going to be a key theme in that sector. And then, of course, we've got the negative sentiment out of the US with regard to banks overnight. That's not going to help financials here in Australia today as well. But that said, we do have a bunch of earnings results which will stand out today. The big one's probably Woolworths, and its dividend for the current financial year will be in focus after the Australian supermarket operator said it expects earnings per share for the group to be over 20% higher than a year before. The performance of its food retail business will also be closely watched as consumers return to in-store shopping post-pandemic. So the forecast is that Woolworths will report a 5.8% rise in fourth quarter comparable sales, net income estimates of $1.7 billion, sales from continuing operations of $64 billion, and Australian food sales estimates of $49 billion. Look out for the inflation numbers as well. We saw that from Coles yesterday, which was in excess of 6%. We've also got Domino's Pizza out today. It could cut its payout ratio by 60% of earnings and its net income estimates at $85.5 million. And then finally, WiseTech. So that's been a strong mm. performer this year. Broker Jeffries said that WiseTech's fiscal 2024 guidance could fall short of market expectations due to the margin impact of recent acquisitions. So they've acquired Invas and Bloom Global. And of course, that could mean the Australian logistics software provider's EBITDA margin expands by less than 100 basis points forecast by analysts as EBITDA estimates at $399 million. So that's for the full year. So look out for those results today, amongst others. And under the circumstances, I suppose the Aussie dollar has been actually holding up reasonably well. It's sort of been trying to make a base for itself just below 63, the high 63 area. It's currently trading around 64.2 US cents. Big day ahead. Uh, in fact, it's a big couple of days ahead for the market. So hold tight. Have a great session today. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.